Hey guys, Tricky here. Uh, before we actually get into this week's episode, uh, I want to give you guys a little uh, information. The show, the things we say in the show are a little off only because of the fact that, um, as you guys may or may not know already, we released a second show this week, uh, which is our WrestleMania predictions. It was originally part of the show. Uh, but we decided to cut it out and release it as a separate thing. That's why there's references in that Homer's not going to like the end of the episode, uh, that the show is actually approaching on two hours, which is nowhere close to two hours. Um, but I wanted to give you guys a heads up. That's what we're uh, talking about, so there's no confusion. Uh, but with that being said, enjoy the show. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick. Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Troy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show of Yours. This is episode 385. I'm your host, Jiggy Mick. Alongside with me, the man, well, wait, see, the woman, the myth, the legend, it's Debbie Downer. You only say that because I'm like, hey, Tricky, how about we just center this episode on your pack experience? Because Yield and the listeners and I want to hear about what you did at PAX since you shared so much on the Trophy Yours Facebook page. See, we're going to do that in a conversation, but there's still news to report. And the news is awesome, and who else is awesome? I yield to no one. You know, it's great to have Tricky back. <laughs> oh, God. PAX. Let me tell you about PAX. Uh, it, it was an it, experience. It was PAX-tacular? Well... Let, let me put this to you this way, and I, this is probably going to come out bad, but I don't mean it that way. When they announced PAX East was going to be four days this year, I went, yeah, four extra days, uh, four days, an extra day. Then you get there and you're like, fuck, it's four days. Well, you over it's... you overbooked yourself again, didn't you? Yeah, 57 appointments in four days. See, you did that when, when, I, when, when Donnie and I was there with you. Yeah, but I didn't book you guys for uh, to cover anything. I was just like, here, go cover something. Yeah. I didn't book you. No. I just said, hey, I saw this. Go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, and that was fun. Yeah. I was hoping by now, and, you know, you're, you, you are a, a PAX East veteran, that, that you would not overbook yourself. But 57 appointments, you had to have gotten at least some cool information. Yes, and most of the information I'm not allowed to talk about. Well, that's fine. When we get off the show, you can talk to us about it. <laughs> uh, due to an NDA clause, I'm not allowed to do that. I'll talk to you afterward, Yield. Okay. Uh, but Every show ESPN. that damn ESPN update <laughs> thing goes off on your phone. You know, and I was going to edit it out, but now I can't do that. Or the Rangers goal, but I love the Rangers goal. You, 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 oh, speaking of the Rangers goal, every, and before the game, about five minutes before the game's supposed to start, it goes uh, five minutes to game time. How about grabbing some buds? Because it's a Budweiser game light. Yeah. It's advertising this product. It does that, but it doesn't go off when the goals go off anymore. Well, that's a bummer. So I 
think either they just because the Rangers are so horrible this year that they just decided they're not nobody else is watching the, they're not they're watching the games anymore. <laughs> or the batteries might, just might be dying because the, the batteries have been in there for two years. Uh, but back to packs. The Days Gone booth, insane. I got to tell you, that, that what they did, I, I don't know if you guys watched the live video. Yo, did you watch the live video? I watched your live video and a lot of other videos that were posted about the booth. That was awesome. The first picture that I saw of, of the booth, and it was just a still picture. It was like four still pictures of the booth. I'm like, I wouldn't trust those freakers by the fence. Let me tell you something. They went hard into that fence to scare the shit out of people, and that fence held up. They nearly, because the, at certain sections of the fence, there were whole, big enough holes where they could literally have jumped through them. Yeah. And they went, like, full speed into the fence and dove into the hole, but somehow they always stopped themselves from going out. I saw a couple of people hit the floor. Some people screamed, oh, shit. Uh, like, oh. I, I could have stood there the entire four days and just watched that happen. I, I saw a video where they got out. Got, you know, and no one can see me, but I'm using my air quotations. They got out, and they were roaming around where people were playing and, like, attacking people. People were, like, laying yeah. on the ground. I was like, that's awesome. I don't know why you're surprised there, Tricky. Sony's got all that big money to pay for a nice fence. But it was, it's a, it was a shitty fence, though. I like. I'm, I'm not saying it's shitty in like Craft, Sony didn't didn't pay for the money. It was just like it, it's a fence that like you would think that if somebody was running full speed into it, it would like, fall over. Something would have broken, and it just like the the craftsmanship was spectacular. I got to sit on Deacon's bike. Um, they had the big ass bear. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you saw the pictures in the Facebook group. It's yeah, it was it was the boot was legit. The funniest thing, and I'm not throwing shade here, but the funniest thing is is I don't know if our listeners are aware, but uh, every year during PAX, uh, the first day, uh, the floor opens up to ten o'clock to the general public, but on the first day they give media an extra hour to go in before everybody else does. And I was laughing my ass off because as soon as you walk in, um, now yield you know this because you've been to Pax East. Yeah. When you when you get to the, the there is the main floor and then there's two escalators that go down onto the show floor. Yeah. When you stand at the escalator, to the right was Sony's booth. Okay. To the left was Microsoft's booth. Okay. The left side of the convention area was completely dead. There had to have been at least 500 people lined up around Days Gone, Mortal Kombat 11, Control, uh, Crash Bandicoot, uh, the you know, Crash, Crash Team Racing. Racing. I think I maybe saw three people at Microsoft's booth during that hour. Total. Oh, I believe it. Because they would not... Microsoft was not advertising anything of their own. The only... Like, their ma- big main attraction for PAX East was Fortnite. Well, that's been Microsoft's strategy. I mean, with the Xbox 360, they had their online infrastructure and their online world, which more people preferred, or at least if you played online multiplayer, and a lot of the third-party exclusives, it was better to play on there. Well, come around to the end of the PS3's life cycle and the PS4 and Sony's strategy of having more exclusives, first-party exclusives, worked out pretty well because Microsoft has a bunch of games that nobody wants to play. 
Well, th this is the thing is Microsoft strategy as of late is to purchase studios to get more first party content out there to get more exclusives. They were not advertising one exclusive. There was no Halo, no Gears, no nothing. Was any of that there? No, none of it was there. Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. It's like you have this big ass booth that's comparable to the size of Sony's. And only thing you're advertising is third party games. Would no you? first party games were there at all. Huh? That doesn't make any, that didn't make no sense. That that's what I'm saying. But at the Sony booth, you had Control, you had uh, Mortal Kombat 11, you have Days Gone, Crash Team Racing, MLB but, the Show. But isn't but isn't Mortal Kombat gonna be multi platform? Yeah, right. But the th the point is is that they were focusing on everything, including their own shit. Where Microsoft was only focusing on other people's shit. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. You know, Control, that's made by Remedy, right? Uh, it's made by Remedy and published by 505. And Remedy was the studio behind Alan Wake, which was a huge three or a huge Xbox exclusive back in the day. Good uh, good job letting that one get away, Microsoft. I mean, I know that they bought Ninja Theory, uh, but, but who else has Microsoft bought recently? They've bought a lot of studios. Um, oh, let me look it up real quick. Vamp for a second. Is that good enough? Not really. Did you enjoy Vamp our Borderlands extravaganza last week? Uh, I did not listen to the full show. Oh. I, I well, in my defense, I was listening to it on my way to work, and then once I got to work, I had to stop listening. Uh wait, wait a minute, do they make you work these days? Yes, I actually had to go to work today. Uh, okay. You didn't take the whole week I, off? Or you just did Wednesday to Wednesday? No, I had I had the last two weeks off. Oh, you had the week, took off. You had the week before PAX and the week of PAX. Right. Oh, okay. I figured you, right. I figured you would take PAX in the week after. All right, here's a list of every Xbox first-party developer and what they're currently working on. Uh, 343 Studios. What the hell was that? Well, I was crushing a bottle, but I was trying not to make sure I didn't talk, so that way it wasn't in the background. See? Oh, jeez. All right. Another solution three, four, is three, just three. not to crush a bottle. I'm yeah, sorry! Sure. Wait until after the show so somebody, an editor doesn't have to take it out of the show. You know, I'm actually going to leave this in the show so our listeners know the pains that me and Alex have to go through every week with your audio. It's got to be better than what it used to be. Microsoft First Party Studios uh, currently is 343 Industries, who's currently making Halo Infinite. Uh, the Coalition, whose current project is Gears 5. Playground so, wait, Games. Wait, that's no longer Epic Games? No. I guess they're working on uh, Fortnite, but still. Uh, Playground Games, whose current projects are a Fable reboot and Forza Horizon 5. Still, we have yet to, I mean, those are Xbox or Microsoft exclusives, but we have yet to hear, like, anything new. I, I'm just going down the list. Oh, okay. I, uh, Turn 10 Studios, whose current project is Forza Motorsport 8. Uh, Ninja Theory, whose uh, current project is Unknown. Uh, Rare. Whose current projects is Sea of Thieves and Battletoads. Uh, Compulsion Games, which is a new one. Uh, they they were behind We Happy Few. 
Uh, Undead Labs, whose current project is Class 4. Uh, they were behind State of Decay. Uh, Undead Labs. Uh, Mojang, which is Microsoft or Minecraft. Uh, the Initiative. Uh, Microsoft's new Santa Monica-based uh, 4A studio. Uh, so they're a brand new studio, so they They're making mod that of one. core in, Sony, in Santa Monica. <laughs> Uh, in, in Exile, uh, they are the people that were behind, uh, Wasteland and the Bard's Tale. Obsidian Entertainment. Um, actually, they made Obsidian. Uh, and that's all the first party studios right now. So you said one thing that I'm interested in. And it's not a new game. It's it's a uh, legacy franchise. You know what that is? Halo. Uh, no, it's I. I just forgot the name. Hold on. Don't tell me yet. Don't tell me. No, don't tell me. Um, These three characters would be great in Super Smash Brothers. Battletoads. Of course, Battletoads. Everyone else can take a piss on whatever else Microsoft's making until we see Ninja Theory's game because I do like Ninja Theory. But really, the only thing that I that enticed me at all was Battletoads, and who knows what that that's actually going to look like? Because if it's not a side-scrolling beat 'em up, that I don't want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, but uh, going back to packs. Back uh, to packs. Yeah. So I mean, I got a uh, behind closed door- doors demo of Days Gone. Let me tell you something. I if you like The Last of Us. You will love this game. Because I'm sold on it. You're sold on it. We don't know if Alex is. So so sell it to Alex. You are... Okay. I played... I played three missions. Okay, about how long overall? Uh, each mission, I would say, took me about 10, 15 minutes. So you had about a 45-minute demo. Well, no. I, I Well, I overall, yes. But I did the three... Missions in three different chunks. Oh, okay. Um, the first mission I did, I, I did, I had, uh, I got dropped off by my buddy, which I can't remember his name right now, and I had to scavenge an area to find a part for my bike. Um, while there were freakers around, so I had to stealthily go through. Uh, after I found my part. Uh, something happened, which I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Can I ask you, if you, did you die at that part where you had to stealth around? If you're not stealthy enough, did the Freakers automatically kill you? Well, I don't know, because I actually did it without, uh, without alerting the Freakers at all. I wouldn't think they'd kill Uh, you, I just think it'd get really, really tough. Well, they, okay, it's, you have tools at your disposal, like you have a distractor, where... If you have to get to a certain area, you basically throw this like little uh, disc based thing into like a, a different direction, and then all the freakers that are within sound radius go. They check it out, and then you know eventually they return to their post. Um, but that was one mission. The other mission is, uh, and they clearly said that this part this part of the game is well into the game, like maybe like twenty twenty five hours into the game. Uh, they wanted to give you an experience like what Deacon's like at full strength. And 
the mission is there's 300 freakers in front of you. And you have to kill them all. And they're in this little pit. And then there's explosives all around. Like there's a tanker truck. There's mines. There's logs. You know, it's like that. But you, once you start it, you have 300 freakers coming at you. And they're not going to stop. And they said that uh, out of the 45,000 people that played the demo, only six beat it. And I was one of them. They must have turned down the difficulty for you. Put it on the casual no. difficulty. <laughs> well, in, in my Junior defense, I watched, a, I watched a bunch of people do it first. You know, attempt to do it. So I, before I even put my hands on the controller, I had a strategy. You had a game plan. Yeah. So, and my game plan worked perfectly. Uh, and then the third uh, demo, I'm not allowed to talk about because I had to sign an NDA. That's cool. Uh, game comes out in a month. Yes. It actually comes out the same day as Avengers. Avengers? They have a game? Or you mean the movie? The movie. Oh. Well, There's I'm, uh, it, it's kind of one of those games behind. like Days Gone is a game that it's been like we've seen so much of it for so long that it's hard to believe that it's actually coming out. Yeah, yeah. so I can't wait for that game to come out. I'm uh, I got the collector's edition on the way. Oh, so do I. <laughs> uh, so what else did I play? Control. It was. It's a weird game. It looked weird when I saw the trailer for it. It's the maybe I was just didn't fully understand exactly everything I was doing, but it's you have mind powers, so you're able to force push things like you know, like using the force. Yeah, Um, well, you don't have. I mean, you have telekinesis, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I I couldn't think of that word. Mind powers. I said it's like you're using the force. You know, I'm about to hang up on you. No, you're not. Uh, It's, but the gun, there's like one gun that, you know, it it fires just like a gun. And then they, as I'm playing it, the the developer walks over and goes, "Um, you should complete this part of the mission because you're able to get a mod for your gun. And I said, okay. And then, so I went and did it, got the mod, installed the mod, and then my gun wouldn't fire unless I held down the button for a second, and it was one shot, and it took five seconds for it to come back. And I was like, that's a little weird that the developer just told me, hey, go get this mod that severely stops how fa- how often I can shoot. Well, uh, I mean, control, well, control itself looks like an awesome game. I'm definitely interested in it because... I mean, with telekinesis, one of the things that the trailer made it seem like was that you were super all-powerful and you were just going to fuck shit up. So I think that more than anything in this game is that when they give you telekinetic powers, especially as you go on in the game, you need to feel like a fucking badass, like a Jules Winfield in Pulp Fiction badass. Well, the the, the premise is, is that you're coming in um, and you're the new head of the control division. Which essentially, real world, you're head of the FBI. Cue up the get smart music. Um, and that's the premise. And 
like I, I guess I just didn't have enough time with it to really understand it. I mean, it it played good. Uh, the, it controlled well. <laughs> I um, like how you said it played good and then it controlled well. You, <laughs> you saved yourself there. Well, don't I, no, I mean like when I say it played good, I mean like I didn't notice frame rate issues. I didn't see drops. Like the game didn't crash. You know, for a, a tech demo, it it ran pretty well. Uh, well, I mean, they're so, showing yeah. it off at PAX, so I mean, it should run pretty well. Well, you would think that, but then you got Randy Pitchford, who couldn't get the Borderlands Three announcement to work properly. He had to show it five times. You know, I I felt I, I watched the press conference when I came home. I felt bad for those people because I know they were trying hard. <laughs> I did like a little stabby take. Next time we're bringing our own equipment. It's like, oh, yeah, because it because. Uh, the thing is, is like they're not allowed to bring their own computers on stage. They have to use the PAX computers. So basically, they had to transfer the the video from their computer onto a USB and then install it into the other computer. So that's why there was probably issues, right? Because their computer probably couldn't handle that video. Yeah, which you would think that PAX would make sure that they have a powerful PC for the main stage of their expo. You would think. Anyway, uh, you can't test Crash for everything. That's what we've learned from Bethesda uh, games. Uh, Crash Team Racing I played. Mortal Kombat 11 I played. How do you well, like you, Crash Team Racing? Yeah, I was going to say, you passed over Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel I'm not, real quick. I'm not, I'm not a big Crash fan, so. Okay, but take take the Crash out. How was the kart racing? It's a poor boy's Mario Kart. Really? Okay, I'm tired of hearing everyone laud Mario Kart. Because I own the newest Mario Kart, and it feels like it's been, like they've put bumpers on everything, like you're playing bowling with bumpers. It feels like everything's just safe, and it's too easy. Also, Diddy Kong Racing back in the day was better than Mario Kart, because it actually required skill and thought and strategy, rather okay, than just so, falling so, in the last place and getting a stupid blue shell. Okay, so it's, it's, a, it's a poor boy's Diddy Kong Racing. How about that? I mean... I still won't agree with that, but I agree with that more than the statement about Mario Kart, because Mario Kart... Is fun, yes, but it's not as good as everyone says it is. All right, uh, Mortal Kombat 11. I played. I played a couple characters. Um, I did Sub Zero. I did Scorpion. I did uh, Raiden, and I did Baraka. Obama. Um, Dormammu. <laughs> uh, what else did I play? I'd be real um, for a second. I played Bombfest. Yeah, you meant Zach. Always. Always fun. Yes, I met Zach. Uh, Zach is a good guy. Uh, I had to go to the Bombfest booth and because I had to do some shopping for Mr. Yield. Thanks, Tricky. Who, who did not... I, Dude, I swear to God, I almost walked away from that booth like four times because I'm in the booth asking him which, which pin does he want, and he's like, what do you mean, which one? Motherfucker, I sent you a picture of five pins. No, I you, didn't get the picture. No, you didn't. You The pictures you sent were all the I, Sony booth. I'm telling you, know you I never got it. You, you're lying. No, I'm not. Uh, dude, hold dude. on. Look. Dude, where's my car? I, I'm literally showing you my phone right now. Dude, where's my swag? Okay, I see those, but they never came through. Uh-huh. Uh, had to go to Days Gone Boot to, to get swag for him, too. Um, see, you're awesome. I... I, I yelled at a couple of vendors at the show, um, which 
in the heat of the moment, I felt like I was 100% justified, but now removing packs, I feel a little guilty about. Because I feel like if you're going to be coming to packs and you're going to be selling shirts, maybe bring some shirts that are above 2X. Maybe. I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know why, but maybe. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying there's fat people that go to conventions, but there's fat people that go, go to, to conventions. conventions. Yeah. You know, the statement you made at first is completely nullified by the state you made it at the end. So why even say it? Yes, Alex, I, I understand that, but that's part of the... It, it just it, it really pissed me off because there was like... I, I would say there was like seven or eight shirts I saw that I really wanted... They just didn't have anything above 2X. And when I asked them, it goes, oh, well, our, our distributor only uh, makes them up to 2X. I'm like, well, find a new fucking developer, uh, distributor then. Because who the hell comes to a nerd con and, and doesn't carry shirts above 2X? Well, and I say nerd con with much love and respect. Apparently plenty of <laughs> vendors because you yeah, found how many shirts that you wanted and didn't have the right size. It just, it was extremely frustrating. Uh, There's a lot of games inside the indie mega booth, but uh, as far as coverage for that, I'm going to defer you over to Nintendo Dual Screens because Steven and Andy were there, and they fucking killed it with their coverage. Uh, My my Facebook feed is nonstop of Steven posting things, all the interviews they did. So as far as the indie mega booth stuff goes, go over to the Dual Screens, check out their content because it's fucking... They killed it. Now, was uh, Bombfest, was their booth pretty packed? I mean, the pictures looked like there were a lot of people there playing it. I, I have to say, every single time I walked by the Bombfest booth, they, there was never not a crowd. Like, there was constantly people there. That's good. I'm glad. So, uh... Did Zach, to, did Zach ever tell you anybody came up and said we told him to go play it? No, because I in real in reality, I never really got to talk to Zach because he was always so busy. Oh, Okay. So, but I told, but I, in a few seconds, I did have a chance to tell him. I told him that we're going to be bringing him back on the show to talk about his PAX experience. And, you know, he, he's, he's more than happy to come back on the show. So, uh, in a future episode, we're going to have Zach back on the show. Awesome. Yeah. Bring back Zach. Bring back Zach. All right. Uh, so, before we get into our topics, because uh, we still got to get into what we're playing. Uh, listeners, I want you to know we are recording this show extremely early, uh, mostly because uh, Yield is a punk bitch and doesn't want to record on Sunday because of WrestleMania. I'm sure that you're going to watch WrestleMania too. I said we can record, but it would have to be at like one or two in the afternoon, which is probably a real big inconvenience for Alex. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to record. And questionably, I mean, we got to go pick up the kids, um... So they're with their dad. So there's a good chance that Sunday would have been a rough day for me. So tonight just makes sense. No one's got anything going on on a Thursday night. It's not like SmackDown's on Thursday anymore. Uh, well, as far as far as me wanting to watch WrestleMania, yes. But see, I have the WWE Network. I don't mooch off my friends to watch the network. Why well, you gotta be like that, man? I'm not. Why, why would he pay 120 dollars a year if he doesn't have to? That's I'm just, being in, that's smart. I'm being invited over. Mm-hmm. Man. It's called frugal, Tricky. The dictionary refers to it as frugal. I'm being personally attacked on this show. I don't know if I can handle it. Oh, do you need your safe space? I need my safe space. I do. All right. So let's get into what we're playing. Uh, 
basically, I did what uh, everything that I've been playing, uh, with the exception of Division Two, which I played as soon as I got home, of course. Uh, Alex, no, you what have you been nap. playing? That's what you told me. Well, I did take a nap, but I'm saying in in the time from the time I've been home to the time I sat down to record, the only other game I played is Division Two. Oh, okay. So, uh, Alex, aside from playing a little Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I, as you may have guessed, have been playing more God of War, getting further in the story. Tricky, I don't know if you heard yet last week, but I got to the bridge part that you were talking about, which bridges the two, uni- like, well, not the universes, but the, the series of God of War. So yeah, uh, I've gotten to the bridge part, I've gotten to the link, and I will say, like, I- I'll repeat what I said last week, but the game, the combat, is a lot more fun now. So, I mean, it does add another layer, more depth to the combat, but... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay, I'm not ragging on you, but do you are you mistakenly saying more fun because it's more familiar? Because honestly, I felt like the Leviathan Axe was a better choice in this game. I mean, maybe for woodcutter Kratos, but I I mean we're kind of given a little bit of a spoiler here, just context wise. Yeah, but yeah, I will say that. It's just it, no, not because it's more familiar, just because it's it's more fun for me. That that's what I prefer. Uh, not that the Leviathan okay. axe is a bad weapon. I love the fact that you can throw it and then call it back to you for puzzle solving and whatnot. I just think that as good as the Leviathan axe is, it still pales in comparison. Okay. I mean, you may disagree, uh, and I will also say that I'm on the hunt for the third dragon. I'm looking for the third dragon to free a free two. And I've defeated five Valkyries, so I have four more to go, including the the head Valkyrie, Sigrun. Yeah, and uh, I, I I'm I'm gonna send uh, your lovely girlfriend Ashley a message, and tell her that when you get to that last Valkyrie, to uh, take the boys to a movie or take them to a park, because the vulgarities that are gonna come out of your mouth are gonna be so bad that you might scar them for life. I mean, I, I cuss in front of them. I mean, not frequently, but I do do it. Not, I mean, there's no, no, no. we we were out playing Pokemon Go, and I was trying to catch a raid boss, a Lugia, and the Lugia would not stay in the ball, and I literally gave it the middle finger. I gave my phone the middle finger, and even to this day, Jonah will not let me forget it because he always mentions it. No, no, I, you can curse, but you're gonna have a sailor mouth, a trucker mouth, and a New Yorker mouth all combined into one when you fight that last Valkyrie. You know, one time at camp, Camp Piamingo. I was cursing so much. I beat you to it, you. No, no, this is not band camp. I was never in band. Ashley was in band. I was not. But when my brother, my stepbrother and I would go to summer camp, one time we were hiking in like eastern Kentucky and like Red River Gorge and everything. uh, The Red River Gorge area, I should say. And uh, I was cursing so much because I was a little irritated that one of the counselors told me that I had the mouth of a Vietnamese prostitute. Whoa. I mean, I grew up on South Park and Beavis and Butthead. What can you expect? Well, apparently, that, that's, apparently he's that's been a little be, extreme. Apparently, okay, he's well, been cursing, cursing for me isn't just for shock effect. It's also to show passion, like when I'm angry or when I'm excited. Oh, that, and that that's why I'm saying you are going to be cursing up a storm, and the things that are going to come out of your mouth are going to be so insane that you might scar the kids for life. I'm telling you, that last fight is ridiculously hard. Like... Take the take the the worst fight in Bloodborne, 
and multiply it by five. Did you ever play the abhorrent? It's the worst fight from Bloodborne that I can think of as the abhorrent beast in the Chalice Dungeons. Did you ever play that one? I did not, but everybody else the, that, that has played both games, possibly everybody know. else that's played the game has said that the last Valkyrie fight is harder than that fight. That fight was insanely unfun. It was awful. The Abhorrent Beast from Bloodborne. A lot of the Chalice Dungeon bosses were really hard, but that one especially was absolutely murderous. I had to use poison to slowly drain its life while also hitting it with attacks and trying to drain its life that way too. A little double-edged sword there to try and kill it because it was just monstrous. Why, why right, do they make uh, bosses that hard? It's not fun. I don't know. People are bitching about uh, what is this? Heroes die twice or something like that. People well, are saying that it should have an easy mode. Well, that's also from from software. And if you're going to yeah. buy a from software game, they did Bloodborne and they also did Dark Souls. Then guess what? You ought to fucking know that it's going to be really hard. Yes. Uh, one of my friends posted on his story on Instagram or something like that, where it's basically like I'm ready to have my ass kicked, and it had a picture of Shadows Die Twice. So. All right, you playing anything else besides God of War? No, I'm just trying to make my way to the end of the story. Tricky, um, I think I have four story-related trophies left, but how um, how much longer do you think I have story-wise? Oh, you are right in the middle of the game right now. Oh, right in the middle? Okay, that's good because right I want to buy more upgrades and everything. Because um, I feel yeah. like I've done I've done most of the side quests, or a lot of them. I think, I think the dragons, well, and the treasure hunts. And the Valkyries, those are really all I have left to do, other than the main story mode. Uh, without spoiling everything, have you been uh, working the portals? Yes. Oh, I've done eight of those. So I'm not I'm not halfway on those. But I did beat one the other night that was giving me a lot of trouble. That it had two revenants inside uh, the mountain, or on yep. your way to the mountain. That one was pretty hard, and I finally was able to beat it the other night. Yeah, when when you get done, uh, I I know that Daryl has done a PG spoilers on God of War already, uh, so I, I'm planning to do a, a another PG spoilers on God of War, so we can all get involved in the conversation, uh, because Daryl's not very happy with you about your opinions about God of War either. Well, Daryl can take a flying leap. I mean, he is entitled to his opinions, and I'm entitled to mine. But just because I'm not goo goo gaga on god of war and saying it's the best game ever made doesn't mean that my opinion is wrong or it doesn't mean that your opinion or his opinion is invalid i mean it's, don't get mad right. at my just, opinion bro you're right it just means alex's is better uh, opinions are like assholes everybody has one but they all stink um yeah speaking what of if, wait, what if your opinion is that saltwater taffy is delicious that one doesn't stink saltwater taffy is horrendous the only thing worse than saltwater taffy is candy corn Candy corn is delicious. What the hell's wrong with you? What, like, you're the one buying calzones from Wendy's and sitting here talking about how other foods calzones crap. Calzones from Wendy's? Calzones. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, chicken parmesan sandwiches from Domino's. I did that one time four years ago. And he'll never let you forget it. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. Speaking of spoilers, uh... Uh, as of this recording, uh, I have released a, another episode of PG Spoilers. Uh, Daryl has uh, Daryl and two friends have happily covered the show Happy. Do you guys know what Happy is? No. Yeah, it's, it's on Netflix. I know it's uh, like a crazy guy 
I've only seen from like trailers and pictures, so no, I, no, I, I haven't watched he, any of it. But it's like a he's not he's not crazy. Okay, well he's mentally unstable, mentally imbalanced. Nope, he's not 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 at all. Well, he has this little cartoon sidekick that he supposedly sees. Is he actually is this cartoon sidekick real? No. What, like, why am okay. I asking that? Because it's it's like a live action show, and then there's this cartoon sidekick. Of course, he's not real. Um, it's this little girl gets kidnapped, and she has an imaginary friend called Happy, who is a uni- a purple unicorn uh, that's voiced by Patton Oswalt. Uh, to save her, this unicorn uh, named Happy goes and finds uh, Nick, who is played by Christopher Maloney. Uh, you guys may know him by uh, uh, Law & Order SVU. I think he played Stabler or Benson. I'm not. I don't remember. Uh, but he's a drunk. He's an ex-cop. He's a drug user. And the show is completely off the wall. Completely off the wall. Like, uh, this is a spoiler, but it literally happens within the first 15 seconds of the show. The first 15 seconds of the show, you see him in the bathroom. He blows his brains out. His head is like blood is just gushing from his head as they do a musical number. Awesome. It, it, like, if the first 15 seconds of that show doesn't catch you, it's not going to catch you. It's just insane. Uh, but yeah, go listen to uh, uh, the PG spoilers on Happy Yield. Yeah, we are officially forty minutes into the show, and no one's talking. What are you playing? No one's talking to me. I'm offended. Well, to be fair, I didn't spend thirty minutes talking about God of War this week. Me and Tricky going back and forth like a ping pong game. So you can't blame me. Yield. What are you playing, sir? I've been playing some Red Dead Redemption Two. Been playing a lot of that. And I've been playing some Psychonauts. Finally got past the little area I was stuck at. Where are you now, Yield? I must know. I am almost to the top of the asylum. What's the last human mind you went into, the last world? Uh... Oh, why can't I... The Matador. Oh, so you went to Black Velvetopia. Yes. Now, if you remember, I asked you for your opinion on that because it's my favorite world in that okay. game. Okay. What so did I, you that... think of the Black Velvetopia, like the colors and the wrestler matches? I I thought the wrestler matches. Once I figured out what to do, which it, it took me a little bit on the first guy, I just used that same philosophy on the next, on the other three. So it was kind of, I guess, easy. But I loved the representation of it you know each guy was its own lucha or lucha wrestler yeah based on an animal like there's a falcon and tiger and a snake and i can't remember the fourth one eagle or maybe it was a falcon but yeah there were four and one of them was a bird i just can't remember the the last one i'll have to look that up but um i don't know how well those fights hold up because i mean the game came out in you know the earlier 2000s so I don't know if they still hold up quite as well, but I mean, I remember them being fun or enjoying them at least in their presentation. Yeah, and I I enjoyed the world itself because of the bright colors and that that bowl annoyed me coming down the hallway. It did, uh, but there's enough. Like, I mean, you're climbing like it's in a a city area, and you're climbing like 
rafters and scaffolding and ladders and stuff. So you can safe like you got to go into some alleys, but you can safely stay out of the bull's way once you get used to it being there. Yeah, and and, and, and sometimes I was rushing myself too much, so I kept getting hit by him because of my own impatience. And the boss fight, which was the Matador, I thought that was really cool that you had to use your telekinetic powers to throw the the lance at the Matador to defeat him, and the fact that the Matador was actually the the bad guy, and the bull was actually the good the guy. Good was guy. Edgar. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed it. Right now, like I said, right now I'm making my way to the top of the asylum, and that is trippy. Yeah, all the um, the platforming. I know that some people had issues with the platforming in that game, but oh, the, the last level, the meat circus. Ooh, I haven't got there yet. Well, that, yeah, that's that's another one. But I mean, basically, like. Has your opinion of the game changed any since you played more of it, or do you still enjoy it quite... Oh, Dragon. Dragon was the fourth one. It was Dragon, Tiger, Eagle, and Cobra. Um, Has your opinion of the game changed, or do you still like it just as much? I do understand, after we talked, and you said people were complaining about the camera. I I have run into a couple of issues of, oh, now I see where kind of people were complaining about either the camera or the controllers. The controls, I'm like, oh, now I kind of see where maybe the gripe was. I still love the game. I still love all the representations and all the little nods that it makes to, you know, the... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the mental aspect, but the psychology aspect of everything. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think regardless of how people feel about the gameplay, like, the most... I, I've always found the gameplay fun, but I think that like the presentation of the game and the concepts behind the game and the fact that you are a psych uh, like a psychonaut and you are a par- like not a paranormal investigator, but you're going inside. You're using these little doors to go inside people's heads and clear out their own like mental baggage and their cobwebs. And the story unfolds in that way. And every world is so much different. And I just think that makes Psychonauts such a fun game. And yeah, hopefully, it's-, it's the same way in the sequel. Hopefully, it's not you know like. Hopefully every single level that you go into, if it's structured that way, is as different as they are in this game. And when, when you go into somebody's mind, you're going in there to to basically help them out. You're not going in there to mess with them or, oh, I'm just going in here to, to find what I need and get out. They ultimately have an issue, and to get what you need, you have to help them get past that issue. So I kind of like that. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of the characters, they're really, like, wacky, but, it, like, it humanizes them. Even, like, the lungfish, which seems oh, like yeah. this big monstrous creature, turns out to be one of your friends. And it just, they do a really good job of having these really absurd, over-the-top characters, but at the same time, like, you still see their humanity throughout. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. I am, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the second one. And it, it makes me think of the joke, like, the memes we did with Donnie where he was wearing, like, the Luigi's hat. And, like, at the top it's, like, complains about, like, like remakes and re- rehashes. And then at the bottom it said, buy Psychonauts. <laughs> yeah, I think we did, like, what, 47 of those? There were a lot of them, and they were all delightful. All right, so let's get into uh, our topics. All right. I'm going to go through because we're already running along. We're 45 minutes into the show, and we haven't even started our topics yet. Uh, any guys Super Meat Boy fans? No. 
I mean, I respect people who are willing to play that game, but just I, it's kind of off-putting to to struggle that much through a game. All right. Well, uh, apparently the game Super Meat Boy Forever has been delayed. Uh, they have put out a tweet saying we. We've been knocking out the last bits of Super Meat Boy Forever at record speeds while keeping a healthy and sustainable pace. We are not gonna. We are going to keep that pace, which means we will not hit our April 2019 release. Sorry about that. We could have sacrificed our minds, bodies, and social lives to make April 19th, but that's stupid. Team Meat isn't some studio owned by an evil asset corporation that has to say over what we do and how we do it. We are fortunate enough to have control over how we work and choose not to run ourselves into the ground. Game delays blow, we know, but we're we're close, so it shouldn't be too long of a delay. The next trailer we drop will have official concrete release date, but until then, we are officially launching, quote, after, but not too far after, but not too far after April 2019. Uh, This past weekend, we're telling this to attendees at PAX East, and everyone we told was really, really cool about it, so we're happy. Yeah, people still buy it. Absolutely. All right, uh, next bit of news. Uh, let's go into the Borderlands extravaganza, which proves Yield doesn't know what the hell he's talking about when it comes to release dates. Nope, I don't. I, I did, for the record, <laughs> I did say, even though I said next year, I could be totally wrong, and it could be this year, but I doubt it, and I might doubt it was wrong. All right, Borderlands will officially release on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on the Epic Game Store on September 13th, 2019. Uh, and then they posted a picture saying it was delayed on PC with the hashtag Fuck Epic Game Store. Uh, and there's going to be four versions of the game. Uh, including the 250 Diamond Loot Chest Collector's Edition. That's, but don't worry about that because it's already sold out. That's just knocking the fuck. Is it sold out at GameStop as well? Sold out everywhere. That's fine, then. I wasn't planning, uh, on, I wasn't pla- I wasn't planning on getting it until I saw pictures of what I was getting. All right. So uh, you have four new Volt Hunters, uh, which are follows. Moe's the Gunner, uh, when Moe's needs backup. She brings out her mech, the Iron Bear, for a sucker puncher for additional firepower. You have a Myra, the Siren, a confident, capable brawler with the ability to summon Earthreal Fist, uh, and she uses Siren power to smash her enemies. You're right. You're uh, right. Last re- uh, last week, yield that was Amara that su- summoned all the arms. Uh, I- I'm going to assume this says Flak. Um, it's FL four K. So I'm assuming that's going to be Flak. Uh, he's the beast hunt master. Uh, he lives for the hunt. So do the loyal beasts that follow their masters every command. They preferred prey, unsuspected bandits, those poor suckers. And you have Zane, the operative, which is uh, specializing in battlefield gadgetry. Zane is extremely proficient at slipping into combat, creating chaos, and sneaking out as if he was never there. Uh, the new Volt Hunters will be facing off against the Calypso Twins, who are, quote, uniting the bandit clans and claiming the galaxy's ultimate power, end quote. Uh, as you mentioned last week, Yield, players will have over one billion, that's with a B, billion. guns. I to- mentioned that. Well, I think you both did, actually. Hey, it doesn't matter. Somebody mentioned it. Uh, including firearms with self-propellant bullet shields, rifles that spawn fire spewing volcanoes, and guns that grow legs and chase down enemies while hurling verbal insults. 
<laughs> Verbal insults. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so getting on to the editions, you have the standard edition, which is sixty dollars. Uh, now all these prices obviously are going to be in dollars, so you know compared to your locale of where uh, it is. Um, it includes the base game, and if you pre-order, you get a gold weapon skins and a weapon trinket. For eighty dollars, you can get the deluxe edition. Um, as well as bonus digital content, which is a retro cosmic pack, neon cosmic pack, gearbox cosmetic pack, toy box weapon pack, and the pre-order bonus that for the standard game. You can get the super deluxe edition for $100, which comes with everything I just mentioned, plus four ca- campaign DLC packs featuring new stories, missions, and challenges, and a butt stallion weapon skin, whip- weapon tricky, and grenade mod. Uh, and the price for the Borderlands 3 Super Deluxe Edition will increase to $120 on release day. So if you're gonna, if you want for $100, $20 cheaper, you have to pre-order it. Uh, and then you have the Borderlands 3 Diamond Loot Chest Collector's Edition for $250. Uh, this GameStop exclusive collector's edition includes the full game, season pass, and all b- bonus digital content and pre-order bonuses of the Super Deluxe Edition, plus a diamond loot chest replica, which is featured a functional retractable lid. This chest is perfectly for storing your real-world loot. Borderlands 3 character figurines, 10 of them. Make room on your shelf for the whole crew, including the four new Volt Hunters, a fanatical Calypso Twins, and some of your favorite characters from the Borderlands universe. Sanctuary 3 Snap Model. Construct your very own Sanctuary 3 model. Ship and display proudly on its included stand. Vault keychains, because you never know when you might stumble across an unopened vault. Cloth Galaxy Map. Uh, character art lithographs, five of them. Uh, unique character prints starring the Vault Hunters and Fanatical Calypso Twins. And, of course, a steel book. See, I'd have to see what the what the... Figures look like to see if it was worth 150 more dollars. Uh, let me see if I can. I don't think they've released it. They, they, uh, they haven't. And, and and with it being sold out already, I'm sure that they'll re, they'll have another batch or two that they'll kick out since it's sold out already. I'm I'm actually googling to see if it's actually on Gearbox's website. Yes, 2K had it and GameStop had it, and 2K sold out first. No, no, no I'm saying the pictures of the things. Oh. I'm seeing if it's on Borderlands.com. I got you. Which I'm assuming that it would probably be in an article, because if it's on Borderlands.com, I'm sure that's the first place people looked. Uh, But yeah, there you go. There's all your pre-order stuff. Now, here is the interesting uh, news for you guys. According to the Microsoft Store, Borderlands 3 is going to be cross-platform supported. I did hear about that. Uh, okay, so this is coming from IGN. The listen for Borderlands 3 on Microsoft Store page claims that the game will support cross, cross-platform co-op. So far in the game's short but loud marketing campaign, developer Gearbox has yet to say anything about cross-platform play, and yet here it is in black and white under the cap- uh, capability section under the Microsoft Store listing. Uh, they reached out to publisher 2K for comment, who say crossplay is something we're looking at closely, but we don't have anything to confirm or announce at this time. So, my question to you, Yield, because you're more of the Borderlands guy. Okay. 
I, I want to word this correctly because I don't want to sound like I'm hating. Should Borderlands 3 be cross-platform? And the further question to that is, should all games moving forward be cross-platform, or should it be on a game-by-game basis? I would say a game-by-game basis. As for Borderlands 3, it doesn't hurt to have it, but it won't hurt if it doesn't have it, because there will be plenty of players on the 3 and the Xbox, or in the Xbox, to be able to find somebody to play with. I tend... Borderlands, I tend to play couch co-op. Couch co-op with buddies that have it, because this is one game that all my friends purchase. Or I, like I said, or I go solo. I don't let randoms jump into my game because, yeah, just because. So, in essence, the cross-platform will have no bearing on me. But I think it's cool that they're going to try it, or possibly try it. All right, Alex, what about you? Same questions. I mean, we all have those friends that they have consoles that we don't own. So it would be nice, especially for a game like this that's it's co-op. If you have a friend who's got an Xbox, you've got a PlayStation. It'd be nice if you can play co-op because this is a game that's better co-op. I played for the first Borderlands just by myself, single player, and it would have been nice to have somebody else. So... Increasing the odds that you will be able to play somewhat with someone else is a very good thing. There's nothing. There's nothing bad about that because I don't know how the system would work as far as infrastructure. But I'm assuming that you could. I mean, you could set a private match to where you could invite a friend. You wouldn't yeah. just have to play with the random people on the internet. Yeah, at least the I've played one and two, and both of them you could set up your game to be invite only. So that way, random, they won't automatically throw a random into your game. So that, and that's how I had my game set up. So that way, only my friends could jump in. Yeah, cross-platform right. play, the more games we have it in, the better. And the more that, you know, so you don't have to own the same consoles as all of your friends. It's a better world. I, I like that, but there's something about cross-platform play that just doesn't sit right with me because it's like it is I take Fortnite for example you know if I'm playing with somebody on PC they have a advantage on me because they have mouse and keyboard where I don't have that so it's I I think it has to be on a a game-by-game basis and I don't think we should be throwing it into every single game that comes out I, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I agree with that case by case basis. But for the for the majority of multiplayer games, I think it would just be better if you had the option. Actually, you know what? Let let me let me simplify it. I'm okay with cross platform play as long as it's not a competitive multiplayer. If it's co op multiplayer, fine, cross platform all the way. If it's competitive, as in like Fortnite, PUBG. Call of Duty, Battlefield, something where I'm doing a, 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 a capture the flag or, you know, kill death match or something like that. No. You, because with that, you completely take out, you eliminate way too many games. Is it only because you feel like people on a PC, for instance, have a advantage over you? Absolutely. Because, okay, let's, let's just say you were Fortnite heavy, Alex. And you, like, you're one of the top PlayStation 4 uh, Fortnite players. You're damn right I am. 
the second you go into the PC, you're now bottom of that pack, baby. Because you can't compete with somebody with a mouse and keyboard. I mean, I have always been more comfortable playing with a controller than a mouse and keyboard, so I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. Okay. I don't. We'll I don't care what the internet says about that. I'm to think to have to think, and I know that people who play on the PC, their fingers are used to it. So just like we're used to playing with a controller, but to me, playing with a controller is far more simplified than having to click certain buttons on a keyboard. Yeah, but but just like you said, you're so used to hitting the controller where them hitting a, a button on the key or keyboard is second nature to them yeah but it's all inputs like you're still inputting you still have access to the same moves so i don't know how it's such a wide berth where all the talent and the skill that you've amassed through playing is completely negated by someone having a a keyboard because you could put a macro in the aiming is so much better instead of having to you know the the aiming on a mouse is extremely easy compared to a controller okay here's the thing do you know that I, I'm going to go ahead and guess that these arguments started because people like it, it's like the people who bitch about losing. Oh, it was lag. It was lag. These are excuses. I okay. Lag, I say, is an excuse. The mouse and keyboard argument. There's some legitimacy behind it. A hundred percent. Okay. Well, I don't think that. First of all, if you are going from first place on the PS4 to dead last on playing with PC players included, then I think that you were never good that great in the first place. All right, so let's go into our topic of the week, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess I was a little salty when I read this headline. I don't know if salty is the right word, but I, I kind of giggled. Uh, player unknown, uh, whose real name, if anybody doesn't know, is Brendan Green, uh, discussed it. He doesn't know if he wants to make PUBG 2. He said that uh, his decision to stop working directly on PUBG and now doesn't know if he wants to make, sees himself making PUBG 2. As according to him, he's done, quote, Battle Royale. He's done with Battle Royale and it's time to try something else, end quote. In an interview with GameIndustry.biz at GDC, Green opened up about how the last two years for him has been an insane ride with some highlights including the incredible success of PUBG, securing a temporary exclusive deal with Xbox, and changing the gaming landscape and paving the way for other battle royals like Fortnite, Apex Legends, Call of Duty, Black Ops 4's Blackout Mode. Speaking of these other comparatives to PUBG, Green states that he quote, sees, loves seeing the growth of the battle royale genre. It's been wonderful and there's more coming. It's a good genre that has space to grow. Last Man Standing Death matches. There are so many different takes you could have on that. I'm still waiting for a four honor battle royale, something with very big, big knives. End quote. Uh, Green went on to discuss his his decision to move on from working on PUBG directly, saying, "Quote: They have the reins of the battle royale, and they know what PUBG and our battle royale is. They understand what we want from the game and what we want to do moving forwards. So I saw it as a good chance for me to announce special projects." Uh, end quote. Uh, special projects will be Green's next adventure, and while the whole project is very much still in the early stages, it allows Green to have the freedom to create as he did when he came up with the mods that would eventually lead to PUBG. Now, I say I giggled with this because I, I think he doesn't want to make a, a PUBG 2 because he's getting his ass kicked by everybody else that's doing a Battle Royale game. 
and you can say shots fired or hot take, whatever you want. He came out with a game, it had a ditch, and then everybody improved on it. I mean, he even tried to sue Fortnite. Come on. Well, I mean, also, sometimes people just have other ideas and they want to move on to those instead of creating a sequel. I'm not saying true. you're wrong, but Very there true. are some people that move on from one game to another or one series to another because, you know, they're just tired of making that game or they're, they don't want to focus on one game. It's like the actor they're, doesn't want to be typecast. They're the Vin Diesel's or Denzel Washington's of video games. I don't do sequels. Okay. Oh, I, oh I, yeah, I, Fast uh, and Furious. Well, until then, yeah. Uh, wasn't he uh, Pitch Dark and uh, what, what, what was that franchise? The, the, was the, the second Black pit- and... Uh, um, yeah, it's pitched the Pledgeback series. Yeah, the the second one was his first sequel that he did several years afterwards. But until then, just like the Fast and the Furious, I don't do sequels. Pitch Black and then Chronicles of Riddick. All right, all right. Thank you, Chronicles of Riddick. Now, uh, this you you might be right, Alex, but this seriously came out like ever since he sued Epic because of Fortnite. This dude's been salty. And that's why I feel like he just doesn't want to do PUBG 2 because he knows it's just going to bomb because there's so many other people out there that are doing it a hundred times better than what PUBG is. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't play Battle Royals, so that's not my bag, baby. It's, it's Royale with cheese. No. We got the Pulp Fiction references coming out our ass this week. I like this. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like the most battle royale I want to get is a Royal Rumble in a wrestling game or a Super there Smash Brothers round. Like that's that's the most battle royale I want to get. Alright, with that being said, let's close out the show with some housekeeping. Yeah. Let's clean this shit up. Do the housekeeping. No, you do the housekeeping. I don't want to do the housekeeping. Well do it. You're better than I am. If you don't want to you do know it, what? that means you'll do it faster. Ashley, you know what? what? You do the housekeeping. You never do it. I don't do it because you were supposed to record this a long, long time ago and then plug it in at the end. Just do the housekeeping. No, you what? do the housekeeping. Fine, Everyone, but don't smoke. Fine, but if That's I what you want to do, just do up, the housekeeping quickly. You're just going to live with it. I'll, I'll, I'll correct you as you go. Come on. No, Practice this is why perfect. we need to simplify housekeeping because it goes on forever. ProofGamer.com is looking for some writers, podcasts, and videos, news, reports, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProofGamer.com, click on the help one tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proven Gamer. Also, you can catch me streaming at twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer. Uh, and you can sub to us for free, but we'll tell you how to do that later. If you're looking to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our phone number. Yield the phone number. 330-776-8369. Or keep the pace. Or if you prefer to use the uh, alphabet, it's 330-PROVEN-9. You couldn't keep the pace, could you? No, I couldn't because it, it, it's a change of pace. I'm a change of pace kind of back. Send us an email at the uh, the Troy the Business Memorial email trophyhorse at provinggamer That's trophyhorse at provinggamer Once again, that's trophyhorse at provinggamer You can also send us tweets. You can contact the site at provinggamer. Contact the show at trophyhorse. Contact me at Tricky Mick. Contact Alex at Saunders Rx. Contact Yield at I Yield to No One. But please don't contact Yield because he'll just send you messages for things for you to go buy at Pax East. Man, Pro don't tip. be don't be hating. 
I, I did I'm more. Not... I did more than that. I sent you stuff that I didn't know if you knew about. Hey, go. Hey, did you see about this game going to be there? Hey, did you hear? About I'm tricky. This? I know about everything. Well, I know that, but hey, I was doing my due diligence and trying to help a brother out. And contact Steven at Batch Owl 27. If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But be sure to listen to our other podcast, PG Spoilers, which I mentioned earlier. An episode of Happy was uh, done. Uh, excuse me. A PG Spoilers on the show Happy was done and it was released as of this recording. So today, that's Thursday the 4th. Uh, so go listen to that. Nintendo Dual Screens. Uh, Andy and Steven were killing it at PAX East. I met up with them. We had a company dinner. Uh, they basically maxed out my credit card with all the alcohol that Andy drank. Don't ever bring Andy drinking. Or if you're having a party, make sure you invite Andy. No. Just, uh, you know what? Invite Andy, but tell him BYOB. It's bring your B-Y- own beer. BYOB. <laughs> bring your own beer. Uh, also, game stuff. Uh, go check out Kalai, Joe, and Roberto, and sometimes Matt. Uh, they're on there. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, which is forming iTunes. Stitcher, your various podcast applications, your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, but the last two are only for Trophy Horrors and Nintendo Dual Screens. Uh, if you want to get involved in our communities, there's one for the site called Proven Gamer. There's one for the show called T-Dubs Rottle. Why, Alex? Because Shuhei won't let us say whores in the network. Also, was Roberto at PAX 2? Yes, he was. Okay, well, you didn't mention that. I did last week. Okay. Was Kalaya at there. PAX? Say what? Was Kalaya at PAX? Okay. Here's the rundown of the staff dinner. Because she normally goes. It was me, the goddess, Kalai, uh, Roberto, uh, Kalai's roommate, which just a random roommate, um, Steven and Andy, and I think I'm forgetting somebody now, and Kalai's husband. Alex, are you feeling a little left out? I mean, I chose not to go, so. And Yield, you were invited. I'm just trying to give Tricky crap. I was invited? You were invited. I don't remember the invitation. You said I can't go to PAX this year. I did? Yes, you did. Oh. I should have went. Well, if you want to go, I'm starting up sign-ups for staff next year. I, I, I greatly regret that this year. Start saving it. Start saving your money. Alex, you do the same. I'm not taking no for an answer. We do. We, we do. I do need to go back, though. And Alex just actually needs to go when we go because, unfortunately, the last time Alex was unable to make it. And I, you know, the goddess says that if Alex doesn't show up at PAX next year, she's going to kick his ass. Uh, no, because if she kicks my ass, she has to make me delicious Greek food. He says you have to make him Greek food if he shows up to PAX. Not a problem. She said, done. Now you have no excuses. Well, technically, she said, not a problem. It's, that's yes. I'm not trying to misrepresent her words. On with housekeeping. On with housekeeping. And you could post in the Platinum Guild for Yield, but he'll never give you a shout-out. That's not true. I did last he week. He did last week. Oh, I didn't get to that part of the show. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Humble Bundle. Alex, tell us about Humble Bundle as I look up what games we can get for Humble Bundle. Humblebundle.com is your source for all news Humble Bundle. It is a charity initiative that every month they will bundle together a group of games, and you can basically name your price for those bundle of games. Now, each bundle is tiered, so the more you pay, the more games you will get. You can also find bundles of comic books, bundles of books, 
all sorts of different things. You can also sell, find sales on single games. So if you're looking for a certain game, hey, they might have it on sale. You can sign up for their electronic newsletter, and I will always post the link to the Our Humble Bundle partnership page on our show descriptions on ProvenGamer.com. All right, and there is... My computer is running slow. There is... Let's see. Bundles. There is the Bandai Namco 3 bundle. In which... uh, for one dollar, you can get Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Great game. Pac- Pac-Man Championship Edition DX and Impact Winter. If you pay an average of nine dollars and eighty-eight cents, you get everything I just mentioned, plus Little Nightmares, Eleven Eleven Memories Retold, Get Even, and Project Cars. And if you pay fifteen dollars or more, you get God Eater Two and Sword Art Online. And if you pay $25 or more, you get Tekken 7. For those of you that still care about Tekken, looking at you, Donnie. Ooh, shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Uh, And I'm going to do something that we haven't done in quite a while. I'm going to look on iTunes to see if we have any new ratings. Uh, Yield, tell us about Amazon. It's just not another river in South America. You're a dick. <laughs> so, if you could, if you would, first go to ProvenGamer.com. There should be an Amazon ad on one of the sites. Click it. doesn't cost you anything extra. It takes you right to the Amazon website, and you can do your shopping as normal. A little bit of the proceeds gets kicked back to ProvenGamer. Helps keep the lights on, helps us get nice plushy chairs for the podcast room, all that nice stuff. So, yeah. Amazon, soon to be delivering stuff by Blimp and Drones. Uh, Alex, tell us about uh, Extra Life. Extra Life is an annual gaming marathon, a charity event that benefits the Children's Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. This year, it's happening on November 2nd. To get signed up, you could go to extra-life.org. You can join a team, create your own team, or play solo. You'll pick a Children's Miracle Network Hospital to rep- a Children's Miracle Network Hospital to represent. From there, you collect donations or sponsorships for your 24-hour marathon from friends, family, coworkers, whoever is comfortable donating. You tell those people that 100% of their donations go to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital that you are representing. The motto for Extra Life is play games, heal kids. It's the ultimate win-win situation. All right. Um, and Patreon. If you go to patreon.com backslash Proven Gamer, uh, I have not retooled it. I've been extremely busy. I will be doing that. Uh, but... Support us at a tier. Depending on what tier you support, you get a perk. Uh, if you like the perk, then we uh, we perk you. Oh, that sounded dirty. That did sound dirty. <laughs> Not the way I intended it. Oh, it's totally the way you intended it. Perk All you right. too, uh, As far as Amazon, if you're Amazon Prime, you're also Twitch Prime. Go to twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer. Uh, link your Amazon Prime with your Twitch Prime, and you can subscribe to us every month for free. And uh, Tricky does send out uh, friendly reminders when your Twitch Prime is up to remind you that you have to resub because Twitch Prime, you have to resub every single month. But with that being said, let's close out the show with some shout outs. But first, I'm going to give you a big trip you to our audience. <gasps> 
Do you tell why? The last iTunes review that we have is on April 20th, 2017. Wow, almost two years ago. Yep. And guess who did it? Me? Homer gets duffed. Wow. Who gave us five stars but says, except when they incessantly talk about wrestling. So guess what, Homer? You're not going to like this episode. You're not going to like the end of this episode. (laughs) Spoiler! All right, uh, but uh, yield your shout-out, sir. I've got shout-outs? Could you end the show, please? Oh, okay. So I would like to give a shout-out to Alex and and Tricky, not only for recording, but recording early so I could go watch WrestleMania. That's appreciated. I'd like to give a shout-out to you, the pimps and the madams of the whoredom, for downloading, listening, not leaving five-star reviews on Amazon and other podcast-affiliated downloading sites. Uh, do you like how I did that there? Tied that in. That's pretty good. No, I, I didn't like that. Not not quite Troyish, but I'm working on it. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. And a shout out to Pro Wrestling Scorecards. I'll be filling one out for WrestleMania. Hopefully, I win. Haven't been doing very good lately, but that's okay. That's because you suck. That's because I suck. I did get 98 points on the last pay per view. I think that's pretty good for me. And 98 out of how many? Oh, I forget. I'd have to go look at the paper what the total amount could be. But 98 is pretty good. That's about average what we what the group normally gets is right around 100. So I'd have been close to first. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you, uh-huh. I'll tell you what. You download it. You fill it out. And we'll see who's better. 10-4. Give me the link. All right. I'll give you the link. And- I, you know what? Uh, we'll, we'll, let's make a little bet on it. I beat you. You have to go platinum Hannah Montana. No, nah, I ain't doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, nah, I ain't Because you that. know you'd lose. It's a possibility. Although you and I picked mostly the same matches. The only difference in points would be the picking but picking the parameters, like pinfall, who took the pin, blah, 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 all that stuff. Anyway. But you should still fill the card out anyway because it's an extra fun for the wrestling. Mm-hmm. And... Now that Tricky derailed me, I forgot all... I'll shout out everybody in the Platinum Guild. And I will shout out everybody again who's at PAX East. Thanks for all the coverage. Hope you had a fun time. Alex. Peace out. I want to give a shout out to the listeners, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Hordes. Thank you, very, thank you all very much for your continued support. We appreciate it so very much. Without you all, we wouldn't be on iHeartRadio. We wouldn't be on Spotify. So your continued support pushes to pushes us to even greater heights. Give a shout-out to Yield and Tricky for recording tonight. A shout-out to Andy and Steven for their coverage of uh, PAX. Sorry, I, I had a little brain fart there. Uh, a shout-out to Sid, who's, uh, who's actually told me that he's getting ready to buy a Switch. So I think he's going to have a Switch and the PlayStation 4 in his house. So... Sid's not going to stop gaming anytime soon. He's just going to pick up even more. Uh, give a shout-out to Zach from BombFest. Zach, the lead developer of BombFest. Sounds like the, the booth was was teaming with people at PAX at all times, so we definitely love to see that, and uh, we look forward to having him back on the show. And last but not least, give a shout-out to my loving girlfriend, Ashley, uh, who let me know tonight that there's going to be a large interactive game of Clue in Louisville very soon. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to hit that up, definitely. Old school clue gangster here. And, uh, yeah, for being patient while we talk for wrestling for about 45 fucking minutes on this PlayStation podcast. 
And I want to give a shout out to the goddess who is behind me cooking me a home cooked meal. The first home cooked meal I've had in uh, two weeks. We all saw that cheeseburger you were eating at PAX. You weren't sorry about that. Yeah, how uh, was that burger, by the way? I never I, heard. I, I never got a chance to eat it. I thought you were eating it right then and there. No, no, no. I We had already ordered food. And sat down, and then I was told about it, and I had to go take a picture of it. And I was my plan was to go back the next day and eat it, but I felt like I would have had to have my stomach pumped, <laughs> so I wah, decided not to. Wah, wah. But you know, you 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 bring up food right now, and in recent Facebook messages, there was that challenge where you can have ten people eating the pizza. Yeah, the big pizza. I want to do that. We're, By the way, thinking- that post was from two years ago or three years ago. It, it's still an active challenge. The uh, the uh, there's there's a pizza place where my buddy, where I'm going to go watch WrestleMania, they've got a thirty inch pizza. I, can, I, I I would tear that up. And we used to get it back in the day when we'd go over to his place for our video game get-togethers. That was kind of we'd go to his house, we'd order that pizza, and we'd eat pizza all night. So I'm like, hey, for old time's sakes, we should order that pizza. So it's a possibility. I'm getting we're getting that pizza again. All right, realistically, on that Facebook post, do you think that me, you, and Alex and seven other people could realistically eat that pizza for two hundred fifty grand? How big was it? I, I don't remember. I mean, it looked like a pretty big pea. I don't know. I don't, I can't eat like I used to. Ten years ago, I'd be like, hell yeah. I could, I could eat two pizza pies by myself. Well, then, we could probably, I could put a dent in it. May not feel well, I good. I may it. not feel good for the next couple of days, but I could put a dent in it. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, we're, we're definitely gonna have to have our stomach pumped afterwards. But I'd do it. Two hundred fifty grand uh, pays for a lot of medical procedures. Well, well you got you got to split one. that. You got to split that ten ways though. No, it's two hundred fifty a piece. Really? Yeah. The guys behind me, are like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> Shoot, man. I could suffer in agony for a few days for 250 grand. All right. Uh, shout out to uh, Sweet Mama D, who I uh, have not seen in two weeks, and I'm looking very, very, very much looking forward to this weekend, spend some time with her. Uh, I have not seen her. Um, she, I, well, I did see her because I, I did uh, uh, the Google version of FaceTime, which is called Duo. Um, which I tried to do what you yield, but apparently you don't. <laughs> you don't download apps on your phone. <laughs> well, I do, but I don't have that app on my phone. It comes standard on every phone. No, it doesn't. I got an iPhone. Oh, that's why. You? Why would you get an iPhone? Because I've already got everything else Apple, so I've already got an account set up, so I just stay with it. Fuck Apple. Uh... But I did a, 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 a duo with uh, Sweet Mama D, who the first thing she saw was one of the Days Gone Freakers at PAX East. Uh, she has not answered my phone call since. <laughs> Good one. That, that, that's just as bad as about me sending you spider pictures. Well, here, here's the thing. When you duo, like if I call you on duo, you see my camera before you even pick it up. Yeah. So if she sees my face, she can at least know that I'm not showing her another freaker. The problem is, is she picked it up 
and she didn't look at her phone, and then all of a sudden, the freaker, as soon as she said hello, went, ah! And that was the end of that That, that was it. Dropped the phone and haven't heard from her since. And then I got a phone call from her mother, like, five minutes later, like, what are you doing to my daughter? I said, it wasn't me, it was a freaker. Uh, shout out to the fans, shout out to everybody. This show is going on two hours. How the hell did we get to our show? I love you all. I will see you guys next week. Happy trophy hunting. Later. Peace out. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs> <laughs>